Good evening, Mr. Ham. How are you doing this fine, fine summer day? Dude, I am great. Um, tired. Been working my tail off, but I am wonderful. What about yourself? I, I'm good, sir. I'm good. Uh, got a little, what, maybe a work trip coming up early next week for a few days going out of town. But cool. other than that, everything's well. Um, yeah, everything's going pretty good for me. I might actually try to uh, get online and do a little stream on Twitch. Cool. For And actually leave a VOD in place, because I think I've got my settings about lined out. So. Did you say VOD? Yeah, that's what they call it, video on demand. Oh, okay. So okay. like when, when you do a live stream, the Twitch itself will record the entire stream. Yeah. And then when you're done, it'll leave a copy of that video on your page. So oh, if somebody okay. if somebody checks out your page and you're offline, they can at least watch a video of what you were doing to see if you might be interesting to them or if they want to check you out when you go live. Interesting. And they can follow and get notifications when you're live and all that. But uh, yeah, they call it a VOD. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm totally illiterate illiterate when it comes to Twitch. I'm, uh, I just one of those things that I never did. I, I've not watched. I've not done anything with. But I do have an account. We found that out, you know, because oh, I, yeah. I, I pulled that up and and actually. I, evidently i've had an account for a long time and i don't know when i made it but right. i guess you know yeah it's something like i'm trying to find my way to be creative i think it's important uh it's something i work with the kids with to try to encourage them to be creative to yeah explore stuff uh kaylin sent me a bunch of things she's been working on like some little abstract art on her tablet she's been doing procreate yeah uh making or I said that wrong. Pro create. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say it's to procreate versus the app pro create. Yeah. (laughs) It's, uh, but, but she's been working on some stuff in there and she sent me, I'm actually using one of them as my background on my phone right now because it's really cool. Uh, and then with Abigail, she, I try to encourage her to, you know, Legos and blocks and yes. Oh, Penelope has found Legos recently. Um, We've we've built a few like the small. They're right. very expensive. Oh, yeah. Lego is very expensive. I yeah. didn't realize how expensive. Well, I mean, if you if you buy the kits, yes, like the if you the, just buy random, I guess blocks, it's not so much. Yeah, but. they're not so bad. But yeah, if you're if you're going out buying like the friends, that's ones, what she likes. Yeah, that's yeah. But now I did I did find a couple on clearance at like um, I think Kroger had a couple on clearance, so um, I ended up buying one of the big ones. It was like a, had a. Um, Oh, I want to say it was a, a like a little horse drawn carriage type thing, and okay. it was really cool. I mean, we we put it together one evening in a couple of hours, and and yeah, I mean, yeah. and it's still together up there. She hasn't torn it apart, which is pretty awesome That's for awesome. a five year old. <laughs> Kaylin had the cruise ship. Oh, nice! And we we finally got it put together, but it didn't stay together very long because uh, <laughs> it was pretty large. It took up a lot of space, and she just didn't want to dedicate that much of her room. Yeah, to the Lego thing, but she did leave it sitting on her dresser for a while. Uh, but I'm trying to find something creative. I know I do the podcast. I, I right. enjoy the research and the stuff that goes into this and hopefully people listen to it and enjoy it. It's, it's hard to really know for sure. Uh, <laughs> feedback people, feedback, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I do it for myself. Right. Uh, it's nice to hear that people enjoy it, but I, I do it for myself. It's, it's me trying to find a creative outlet uh, I do photography. I've got that whole thing going on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't have a lot of response to a lot of the stuff I post, but I have fun getting out and taking the photos and editing them and yeah, getting uh, getting my vision down 
to share with people. Uh, but I want to try the live streaming thing and just see what that's about. That's cool. Give it a shot. So I actually, um, a couple of times now, one of my neighbors has invited me over to play music. Uh, it was just the two of us. So the first time we kind of hung out. And then um, he had a group of guys that came over, guys and gals, I guess you'd say, that came over. And we, we picked around for probably three or four hours one evening, kind of threw some you know food on the grill and, and just... I, we went around the room like everybody would pick a song like you know when it came to your turn you'd pick a song and everybody would play along with you and it was it was kind of a fun thing so you know, that was kind of nice so oh that is that's really nice uh i can't play to save my life you know that oh, it doesn't but. matter these people over there they're like you know if you're a beginner great if you are super advanced great like one of the uh one of the people that came is a regular at the master musicians festival amazing oh. artist nice. um and you know like I said, she could play circles around me for sure but you know it was just fun because we were all just sitting around having a good time laughing and you know singing and playing music it was nice so if i may ask which one of the 35 instruments were you playing <laughs> Um, I was just playing guitar. I brought I, I brought the the Eastwood Tiger over and and uh-huh. was playing it. So I, yeah. the first time we got together, I took um, my acoustic over and we just kind of picked around with the acoustic. So, so you took the the cherry over there. Yeah, I took the cherry over there. The old cherry Garcia. <laughs> now, did you take your amp and everything? I took the smaller one, the 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 small Fender amp. So like the the little one that's sitting over there. Okay. Uh, it was a, did you take your uh, champion? Your no, big I, boss. No, I didn't take all that. I just plugged straight in and i played clean all night i didn't play i mean there was it was kind of folk music you know and some old rock and stuff like that so pretty much clean music everybody else was playing either acoustics i think one guy had a mandolin so i mean it was just kind of a you know i was the only one with an electric instrument over there and so i I kept it turned down quite a bit and i mean it it worked good though i only put this one to 11 (laughs) i didn't i didn't dial it up to 11 Fair enough. Fair enough. I think speaking of photography, I got, uh, I've got gas, man. I saw that picture, um, the the photo that you took of the, uh, the tracks and the, the smokestack. That was oh. beautiful. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, that was me playing with, uh, the only reason I posted that photo, honestly, was Instagram has started trying to promote, uh, more portrait orientation. Yes. Yeah. Like vertical, if you will. Yeah. Like most pe- uh, so most photographers will prefer a landscape orientation right. for the photo. That's the way a camera standard crop factor is. That's the way most photographers prefer to take a photo. However, a lot of people on Instagram, because they're trying to get more of a TikTok vibe, right? Uh, they're going more vertical. So okay. that the, the like if you were holding your phone straight up and down. The, fo- like, the picture would fill the screen. The picture would fill the screen. And it would be in the proper orientation if that's the way you're holding your phone, like you're flipping through. Right. And even Instagram is starting to promote more video, honestly, than they are photo. Hmm. Okay. So they're wanting people to do like reels and stuff. But anyway, I've, all of the photos that I had posted before have been in a traditional landscape, landscape format. Port- uh, aspect ratio. Okay. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, this one I specifically cropped to a vertical aspect ratio yeah uh to try to and that's the only reason i put that photo up but thank you i appreciate it cool uh i'm trying in that instance we'll get to this later but i'm trying to game the algorithm oh because they're pushing 
that, vertical that oh yeah aspect yeah. ratio. So. so you know, I was doing the whole picture a day type thing, you know, for a long time there. I, I, I made it to over a hundred. Yeah, you were doing awesome with it. I just got so busy, like right. so busy that, and I would love to like try to catch it up, but at this point, I have, I have, I'm so far behind on it that I just don't know <laughs> that I would be able to. And I may just go ahead and finish it out, you know, up to the 365, even if it isn't a, a full year, like a one a day thing. At least right. just get a full year worth of photos. Yeah, so, there you go. Even if I'm not pe- posting it daily, so. But anyway, yeah. It was something that was kind of cool, and then, it, it, like I said, it was just one of those things where I missed a few days, and I was like, you know what? I'm behind like crazy now. So <laughs> Yeah. It's easy to lose uh, momentum. Yeah. yeah. And it's the same with me, like Calm. I, I started off pretty heavy on that, and I yep. haven't done it in a while. And I started trying to do yoga uh, three times a week, and yeah. that slipped off. Uh, so I'm trying to get back into doing the Calm, doing the yoga, I want to try to get these creative outlets going maybe to give me venues to express this stuff. But that's just, I mean, that's, that's the nature of how we work. I mean, we, we are creatures that, that, that create emotion and mood, you know, according to what we're feeling. So, yeah. But I think it's good though. I think having that creative outlet to, oh, yeah. to vent that and, and express it. Yeah. That's it's therapeutic. Right. Yeah, 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 therapeutic. It is. Yeah, very much so. I've been working like crazy, like so much like crazy. So I started this new business thing, right? Yeah, and congratulations. <sighs> oh my gosh. Um, if you would have told me a month ago that I would be working six days a week and like working my tail off, I'd have been like, nah, I, I figured this would be a slow start thing. My goodness. Pools are, are dirty things. And a lot of people want them cleaned, so that's yeah. a, that's good for me, I guess, because that's right. what I'm doing. So, right. and it's hard work. It 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 is. It's tedious work. That's for sure. Um, yeah, and, and you got to be careful that some of them chemicals you use. Uh, I mean, yeah, that they, stuff can <laughs> that can burn your fingerprints off real quick. I figured that out. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. <laughs> it's all right. Um, but yeah, we, uh, it's it's but it's 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 been. It's been a learning experience. There are things that I, I knew going in, but there's a lot that I've learned along the way as well. I've, I ran into one that was um, that the, the water had turned really, really green. I'd opened the pool. It was beautiful, clear. Evidently, for a couple of weeks, the guy really didn't do much with it. And it turned like, and I don't want to say when I say green, it wasn't like a bright green. It was like grass green. And I was like, man, that's a lot of algae. And I started dumping chemicals at it, you know, throwing stuff at it, and, I, and it just didn't budge, like, for days. So, I mean, it was one of those things where I was like, what am I doing wrong? And, I mean, I eventually figured out what the problem was, but, I mean, you, you, it's just one of those things. You, you just learn as you go, I guess. Right. I thought I was dealing with some sort of, like, mutant algae from, like, the lake or something. I don't know, but it was it was crazy. <laughs> It's beautiful so, now, though. The water's clear and and they're they're swimming, so that's good. <laughs> Shoot ya! <laughs> Shoot ya! But anyway, yeah. So that's all I've been doing is working my tail off. Well, that's good. Yeah. So how's it? Uh, I know there's not a, maybe not a whole lot of overlap, but when school starts back, I'll still that? be able to do mo- uh, most of everything. Um, I've got a few commercial pools that have to be open by a certain time in the morning, and as long as I can get those you know, done in the morning, um, which I would have at least a couple of hours, two to two and a half hours. Okay. So, 
um, get those finished. And then after that, it's just private pools. So, yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, it's all good. All right, man. So I know we've been talking about it. I think maybe we can squeeze everything down and get it done. Let's do this. Uh, so you ready to jump in? Hey, let's, let's, I mean, we, let's, let's, let's break out the vice, crank this thing down, tighten it up and get this knocked out. Okay. All right. Let's do it. All right. So, so (laughs) we've been talking about social media and what's going on in the world and Joe Rogan and all the stuff that's going on with him and, and that's kind of where it started and that's what got all this kicked off. But how do we get into these situations where the efficacy of a vaccine is the huge point of contention, right? Like, is it safe? Does it cause problems? Is it health? This, is it that people anti-vaxxers like where, where do we get all this from? Like, how does this happen? Right. And I think a large part of this is due to social media and the fragmentation of information in the modern era. And I think a large part of that boils down to like what I'm going to say is a recent thing. And that's the algorithm. Yeah. Like I was just talking about with the photography thing earlier. And I know if you really know your, 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 your sauce, you're going to be like, algorithms aren't new, man. They've been around since like 2,500 BC. Right. It's, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a mathematical equation. It is, it is a set of rules. Right. Yeah. It is a set of rules that defines a step-by-step procedure for solving a problem or accomplishing some goal. Right. That's all an algorithm is. Yeah. It's whatever you, whatever information is fed into it, it's going to look at that information and it's going to spit out whatever is, it deems is correct based on those rules that was set up for it. Right. So how is this all of a sudden a big problem? Well, here's my opinion. It's been basically weaponized by corporations. You've got places like Facebook, which also, by the way, if you don't know, is now called Meta. Right. And they also own Instagram and WhatsApp. Yeah. So you may be thinking, oh, I don't have a Facebook account and you're on Insta every day. Well, you still have a Facebook account. Yep. Same thing with WhatsApp. And now they're talking about tying all three into the same messaging service. So no matter if you're on Facebook or Instagram or WhatsApp, if you send a message back and forth, it'll go between any of those platforms. So if you've been using WhatsApp because it's a secure end-to-end encrypted conversation, maybe not so much anymore. It's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> uh, but what happens, these, these, these companies, they use an algorithm. They program a small piece of AI, artificial intelligence, or machine learning, some people will call it that. It's kind of the same thing. They're sort of interchangeable in this context. Mm-hmm. But they will take this piece of program code that describes uh, these instructions to accomplish a goal, and their goal is to make money. Right. Don't let anybody fool you. Like Facebook, YouTube, any Twitter, Twitter. all of these places, their goal is to try to make money. Their goal is not to provide you with relevant information. Their goal is not to provide you with the things you want to see. It's to make money. Yeah. And something about the tech world, I'm just going to say it right now. Here's here's a good note for you. If you 
are not the customer, then you are the product. Okay. And what I mean by that is if you're not paying for the service, then the service is selling you to somebody else. Yeah. Facebook, Google, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, they all sell your information to advertisers. That's how they make money. Which is why those nice little ads pop up that are specialized just for you. Right. And that's why everybody (laughs) thinks, well, you know, how does Facebook know I was looking for X or Y or whatever? Because they... Because you Google searched it. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And And they buy Google Yep. Google said, hey, you know what? I've got this information. These guys... Key, uh, keyed this this search in. Facebook, why don't you use your ad services to tell them, hey, you know what? This is available. Right. So. And and these and the more saturation that's there, the more yeah. the more ads that are popped up ac- across those platforms, the more likelihood you are to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and purchase this you item. You're saying, man, I see this thing everywhere. It must be awesome. Yeah. Well, no. You're seeing that thing everywhere because they think you want are interested in it. Yep. It's not the same ad for everybody. Those ads are tailored for you. Um, And that's what they do. They're tailored. These companies are trying to make money off of you. That's what they do. Uh, So the algorithms have been tailored to make money. Well, how do they make their money? They have to keep you on their site. That's how they make money. So the algorithm keeps serving you information and ads and posts that will keep you engaged. Right. That's, that's all. It's, it's things that engagement. you want to see or that right. it thinks you want to see. Right. And, you know, there's there's some stuff. I won't I won't take it to the extremist examples that a lot of people use, but let's say you're interested in carpentry. Right. Okay. Now you start off looking at joinery. That's a pretty basic thing. If you're if you're in carpentry and you want to build something, you got to join materials together. Right. That's how it works. That's how you construct. So you start looking at joinery. Well, the YouTube starts clicking and they're like, oh, he's interested in joinery. Okay, we're going to start off with like dovetails and then we're going to get into like uh, mortise and tenon. And then before you know it, the next thing you know, you're into this deep rabbit hole of YouTube where you've been sucked into like fastenerless Japanese joinery where it's all about <laughs> cutting exact angles to pieces of wood so that when they lock together, they can never come apart again. And that's that's the same thing. That's the same process of radicalization that occurs on other topics. We won't get into it, but on other topics. Yeah. You start off with this innocent enough query, and before you know it, you're looking at Japanese fastenerless joinery. <laughs> and you don't even realize that you've been sucked down into this hole because it was a gradual process of it's a slippery slope. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it started off with an innocent query that you were actually had some interest in. And they've, you know, now you're looking at people and going, you're, you're doing pocket screws. How dare you, sir? Pocket <laughs> screws. Yeah. You know, that's how it starts. That's, that's, <laughs> I'm trying to make it a less, uh, controversial topic. Right. To get the point across, I don't want to hackle any feathers or whatever, but you know, like that's, that's what happens. You, you start off on a certain path and before you know it, anybody that would try to use a pocket screw is just the devil. Yeah. Yeah. 
because they don't know the glory of the Japanese joint uh, fastenerless joinery. Like, <laughs> it, but that's 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 what happens. That's what these algorithms do. They just serve you into these engagements, sucking you into more and more and more and more. And before you realize it, you've gone from and a see, basic that's... basic screw and nail to this crazy off the charts complicated thing. And, think, and it all makes okay, sense to you. So that's the thing. And I, th- and I think that's what's so dangerous about it is that it is such a slow process and such a gradual, sm- slowly moving thing right. that you don't even it, people don't even realize. Like, I don't I mean, I'll, I'll do the same thing. You know, I'll be looking at one thing. And next thing you know, it's 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 I start going d- deeper and darker into the woods. And I'm like. How do you get there? And that's it, it's it's just so slow and so methodical, and right. and it, it's it's dangerous. It gets very dangerous. It can be depending on what kind of stuff you're looking into. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's very easy to wind up somewhere that you never meant to go. Right. <clears throat> and it can happen sometimes before you realize it. Yeah, yeah. You're I mean, absolutely it's, it's, right. It's the frog in the water. Like, <laughs> yeah. you, you never notice how warm it's getting until right. it's already cooked. Right. <laughs> And that's what these algorithms do. They they funnel you into these new sources and these new sources and these videos and this information, and then it and then it only continues to serve you similar information. Right. So here you are, and now you're only watching videos about joiner fastenerless joinery, uh, and you've isolated yourself from all other aspects because it's beneath you and it's crazy and ludicrous now that somebody would use a screw right or wood glue or anything else like this is the only way it is look look every video i see is this fastenerless joinery like it's all that's all there is that's all that exists and now you have putting you you have put putting you have gotten yourself into an echo chamber <clears throat> yeah, where uh, everything is the one thing. There is no other topic now. You have gotten to the end stage of where the algorithm can lead you on this topic, which is as far to the extreme as you can get, and that's where you are now, and that's where you're stuck. Right. And you're in this echo chamber, which is constantly reinforced by every video you see talking about everybody's talking about how crazy people are that use screws and how crazy people are that would dare touch glue to a piece of wood and giving and, you beautiful examples of how they did it and how it worked perfectly. Yeah. And and this is the only proper way to do carpentry. Yeah. Like obviously look, this is, this is the only way. And then you get stuck here. <laughs> and so, you know, what, what, what else can you do to, now that you're here, you're stuck. Well, I mean, then it, it, it also, you're not alone. That's the thing, too, is once you've gotten to this stage and you're in this echo chamber, there are others that have been led down this same path. Right. And then they start reinforcing those beliefs and those, those yeah. you know, and that, that echo just gets louder and louder and louder and louder. And the more people that arrive, the louder it gets until he, eventually there's an organization now that is all about jo- this, this, whatever you I said. I don't even know. I just made it yeah. up. But yeah. So, and, and, and now you have this group and they, they believe that this is the only way. Yeah. So. 
And now you've got to organize and take down all these morons that are over here doing pocket screws because yeah. obviously they're trying to destroy the world. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, these Whew. people these people with their pocket screws are just nuts. <sighs> who who would dare? Uh, and, and there you are. So, again, hopefully you're following my allegories that... <laughs> <laughs> of what what can exist uh you know and then you get stuck in there well now you're in this echo chamber you've you've joined the the japanese su- the japanese joinery subreddit you're only talking to other people that do japanese joinery <clears throat> and then you're just constantly reinforcing these ideas that you have now they're constantly being reinforced uh and and you can't even stand to expose yourself to these other ideas and so, these other ways of doing things. So this is exactly what it says an echo chamber is. Like this is this is the definition: an environment where a person only encounters information or opinions that reflect and reinforce their own. So once you've been led to this point, like you said, right. it's just constant reinforcement at this point. Yeah. So yeah, and and it's hard to challenge these ideas uh, once once you're there, like. It's become instilled and ingrained. And and change is difficult for humans. It really in, is. In, in, in any aspect, to change your mind, to change your thought process, to change a habit of any kind. Like I was just saying, like trying to do calm, trying to do yoga. It's, it's hard to develop those habits. Right. It's hard to make that change into a, a consistent process. And, and, getting into this echo chamber is like slowly easing into a hot bath. And now that you're there, when you get out, it's freezing. That's stupid. I'm getting back in. It's warm. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, but what, what can you do? Well, first thing you have to do is challenge yourself to expose yourself to outside ideas, to other differing opinions. And it's something you're going to have to actively do. And it's going to be uncomfortable. It, it is. It's hard to open yourself up to the possibility that you might not be right. Yeah. Uh, and trust me, there's plenty of people out there that'll tell you that I don't do that, that I'm always <laughs> right and I never admit my faults. <clears throat> and I, But I, you I are. I mean, you're always right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I have to convince them of that, but, uh, you know. Sorry to be part of the echo chamber. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, you gotta, you have to first be willing to open up to the idea that you might not be right. That, yes. that, and, and you have to go out and see. And I think one of the things that maybe helps me a little bit with this is my love of science. And one of the core concepts of science is to challenge everything, everything and challenge your uh, theories yeah. and test and reevaluate. And that's why some of the stuff in today's modern, I hate to really get into it, but modern political sphere, you know, God forbid a politician changed their mind on topic because they're just a flip flopper, the blah, 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 blah. You know, Hey, that's how science works. Yeah. You have an idea, you test the idea, you find out you were wrong. You come up with a new idea based on the new evidence. Yeah. That's science. Change the variables, repeat the test. Exactly. That's that's how it works. That's how we advance science. That's how you advance anything. You have to challenge, reevaluate, process new data as it's come, 
and and integrate that into your thought process. And you know, I think without delving into the political sphere of you know, I guess current politics, um, the art of negotiation and the willingness to negotiate, I think, is is something that's becoming less and less. Um, I know it's less common, but it's I think it's it's becoming harder for people to do because of these echo chambers and because of these radical ideas and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, not choosing any sides whatsoever, just anything. There is no middle ground for anyone anymore. It's, it's all polarized, it seems like. Yeah, everything today is tribal and polarized and us versus them and all this stuff. I mean, it's just like... And you can't just disagree with somebody. No, but no, it it it, it it's personal. If you yeah do. yeah, like a disagreement is a personal attack. Yeah, which is ludicrous to me. And unfortunately, because we have things like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, those attacks or those I mean, those, I don't want to say those attacks. That feeling of being attacked can almost become faceless because you can throw information out there and. I mean, people get ugly on oh, yeah. on Facebook and, and, and Twitter and things like that. They will say things on, on those platforms that they would not say typically if they were standing in front of that person. And because they are, you know, what that, they're looking at is a screen, not a person. They feel like they have that ability to, to be this ugly thing. Right. And it, and it makes it hard when, when, when every individual person lives in a world that serves them the ideology that they already believe in routinely, it's hard to accept a challenge of that ideology. Everything you see says you're right. Yeah. Everywhere you turn, every website you go to, all indications point to you have the facts. Yeah. And just because when you go on Facebook, every post you see says that the sky is purple. And every time I go on Facebook, every post I see says the sky is green. Because Facebook doesn't care about the truth. They care about keeping you engaged and making money off of you. Yep. So they will yeah. serve you whatever information keeps you on their site. Yeah. So when I look at, when I come across your page and you're talking about the purple sky, I'm like, you moron. Anybody can go on Facebook and see that the sky is green. And you're like, no idiot. Facebook obviously tells you that the sky is purple. If you just look right. And then you get into these just back and forths. You know, you have to be, you have to be willing to look outside that bubble and that, that <laughs> chamber that you've gotten yourself into that echo chamber, that, that, information bubble that's been put up around you and you have to be willing and able to challenge that and find and other sources a, of information. Okay. And so, I mean, so we're talking about this and this is one of those things that this is hard. This is really, really, really hard for people to do. It is. Um, and when you ask someone, hey, you, to do this, to, to, to challenge your beliefs, to challenge your thoughts, that's a big that's a big reach. That's a big ask because they are people are so ingrained and they hate people hate being wrong. 
I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's not, and, and, and here's the thing. You may not be. You may be absolutely right. And in, in those situations, it's still good to question. Because looking at that other perspective, looking at that other angle, looking at this new information or old information or something that you just brushed under the rug could change at least perspective. You may still be right, but even with that, you're going to end up with more information and have more knowledge. It's just going to be a, a more knowledgeable, you know, information or, you know, outcome that you have. So, yeah, it's a big ask. It's a huge ask. Right. And I'll, I'll tell you, to me, this whole echo chamber information bubble kind of thought it. It has led to one of my most detestable phrases. When I hear somebody talk about my truth, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I was raised in a world where there was the truth. Yep. There is the truth. Not my truth. Not your truth. The truth. The truth. And... It's just like, come on. There, there are facts. There are no alternative facts. <laughs> right, right. There are facts. They exist. And and, and and that's something that just just runs all over me. Like when somebody's like, oh, no, my truth is the blah, blah. I'm like, no, there's not your truth. There's just the truth. Yeah, yeah. But again, and, that's just someone that is that is dug into that that. That right, and they've been served this information from the same sources, yeah. or sources that get their information from the same source and never credit it. Yeah, <clears throat> so it looks like you're getting multiple sources, but you're really just getting one source. Uh, it, it's just ah, yeah, it's just that kind of stuff. And and then so you know, here you are, you're stuck in these little bubbles in these little worlds, and all okay. you get is the same information over and over again. So can I and, can I can I re, can I make a reach? out there into the the, yeah. the 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 audience and just say this um for those of you out there that have you know dug in that are listening to this podcast right now and thinking about clicking it off because of what we're saying stop for a second and instead of us asking you hey go out there and challenge your beliefs don't do that Listen to the other side and call it opposition research. (laughs) That way you know what the other side is thinking. It's just that simple. All you're doing is getting information (laughs) that might ease it in a little better. You know, (laughs) it might, might, that might just, if nothing else, it'll give you an, an an in. Yeah, that's that's another way to look at it. <laughs> because again, it's, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to go out and necessarily w- want to go say, hey, you know what? I believe this. So let me see if I can find the facts that's going to undermine it. No, that's not going to happen. But if I go, oh, I believe this, but hmm, I wonder what they're thinking. I'm right. going to research what they're thinking. Let's, see, just let's see. see how they spin it. Yeah. At that point, then again, it's it's, it's all about it's all about perspective. Right. Uh so we, we've got these algorithms serving us information that get us into these echo chambers and these, these isolation bubbles of information. 
And one of the one of the things that helps hold us there is a, a human condition of called confirmation bias. Um, and, and confirmation bias is, is I, I don't have the exact verbiage of the definition, but it's basically people tend to believe statements that reflect the their opinions that they already hold. It's easier for you to believe something if it's what you already think. That's confirmation bias. Uh, if 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 you think that the sky is purple and you find an article that says the sky, the sky is purple, then you're more likely to believe it because you already believe that. Right. And that's basically all it is. <clears throat> and so some of the some of the stuff that that happens when you get in these um these these easy comfortable habits of living in these bubbles and living with confirmation bias here here's some outcomes that can be that you get you get something that that the kids these days call cancel culture right because you can't stand the thought of something out there contradicting what you believe so it has to be taken down because there's this thing out there that spews out information that's contradictory to you. So it has to be shut down because I can't stand the, the possible thought of something out there contradicting me. Like I'm so used to my little one world view that the, the, the thought of something out there giving other views is threatening to me, right? It's dangerous to me. So it has to be shut down. It has to be stopped. Uh, and that's one of the one of the dangers of this kind of development is you just get into the you get these people that I mean everybody's heard of cancel culture, right? I mean look at uh, some of the stuff going around uh, just a few months ago there was like all these people storming libraries trying to have schools pull certain books and ban these books and uh, there was some preacher somewhere I think having massive book burnings right like, come on seriously and the in the twenty teens 2020s were burning books still really yeah you're so threatened by the thought that information is out there that contradicts you that you have to destroy it like <laughs> viscerally destroy it like you can't just accept that somebody disagrees with you yeah or somebody might have a different opinion or lifestyle or life experience come on people like just that's crazy isn't it <laughs> I, like one of the one of the books that they're trying to pull out of schools is uh, New Kid, I think is what it's called. Yeah. I can't remember. It's a, a a black guy wrote it, and it's paraphrasings of his life. I, I I remember hearing about this on NPR. Yes, and people try to get the book banned because they say it's pushing um, race critical race theory or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, come, it's just, the, it's what this guy lived through. Yeah. Like, he's just telling the story of his life. Like, he had teachers that didn't even know his name. Like, they kept calling him the wrong name. Uh, he, you know, just all this crazy stuff. And they're like, there's no way. And, like, he went to uh, a cookout one time, and they were, like, trying to give him watermelon because they, you know, oh, we know you like watermelon here. And they like he put it in the book and people were like highly offended, like white people were highly. And it's like, that's what this guy lived through. Yeah. Like he yeah. lived through it, man. Like you're trying to ban the book on promoting critical race. Well, you know, maybe 
teach people like you not to treat people like him that way. Landed a little too close to home. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's just, ah. Yeah. It's, but that's where you, like, you get into this bubble where, like, you, you can't even stand the thought that there's something out there that contradicts you. Yeah, we have, have a lot of that. It. We have a lot of that making its way through um, state laws right now, um, mm-hmm. with, <clears throat> like, say, banning the critical race theory thing, um, promoting uh, like the gender neutrality type deal. All of that kind of stuff is right, right now. Uh, you know, that's a hot topic right now. Um, of course, with what's just happened here recently in the last couple of weeks, um, gun laws right now are a big, big thing that's happening right now. Yeah. Um, so that echo chamber is 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 loud right now. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot that that a lot of examples that are out there that we can see. We don't have to look far to find them. You know. Right. Okay. So we've got the algorithm serving us dedicated information that pushes you to a more radical and extreme position, which leads you into these echo chambers and isolated, isolated uh, information bubbles. Yeah. And then ultimately that makes it easier for a couple of things to happen. It makes it much easier for you to be a victim of misinformation and disinformation. Absolutely. Uh, and since you just brought one up, it's something that I just heard about. Uh, in detail that just infuriates me to no end. Uh, so Alex Jones, uh, former host of InfoWars, in my opinion, <laughs> a, a, an unstable individual. <laughs> and I knew that he was in a legal battle with the victims, families from Sandy Hook specifically um, he had he has gone on the record about many other incidents of mass shootings, but since you were just talking about gun violence, let's let's go there with the Alex Jones case. Right. Uh, by the way, which he lost, <laughs> he has been ordered to pay damages to those families of the peoples that he defamed on his various media platforms, and uh, you know he was spewing non-stop misinformation and disinformation. And I fully believe that it was disinformation because I believe that he had to know it was false. And he was giving this information out with just the purpose of uh, damaging these other people and making himself profitable. Right. I mean, I really think that it was just about him trying to make money, trying to be the center of attention. Uh, But basically what he claims is that Every single one of these mass shootings that's happened uh, all the way back, like Columbine, all the, maybe not Columbine, but like he's claiming that like a lot of these mass shootings, I don't know exactly. I know specifically Sandy Hook because of the suit. I don't know specifically which other ones, but I know there was more than just Sandy Hook, but he's claiming that these events never happened. Yeah. He says that they're a hoax. He says that they're all hoaxes, that the U.S. government is paying these people. These are all paid actors, that the government has paid these people to come on media outlets on the news and spread this false information about their children that have been murdered violently so that the liberal government 
uh, which, by the way, a lot of these happened under Trump's administration, so I don't really know how he explains that. Right. But uh, so so that the liberal government could uh, take away our guns. And his followers call themselves the truthers. For God's sake, the truthers. And what do these people do? They torment these victims' families. They send them death threats. They dox them, which if you don't know what that means, it means that they go online and release these people's names, social security numbers, addresses, where they work, where their spouses work, where the addresses for their employers, their home addresses, where their children go to school, the addresses for their children's schools, and then tell people to go shut them up. Like, you need to shut these people up. They're out here trying to take away your guns. And these people have had to move. They've had photos sent of their family, of their kids at school with threatening notes. I mean, it's it's ridiculous, the stuff that that, that these quote-unquote truthers are subjecting these families who have already gone through one of the most horrific things as a parent I could ever imagine. Yeah. And then these people are tormenting them on top of that. All based off disinformation spewed by a vile human being, Alex Jones. Yeah. Yeah. So, and of course, you know, they're on this hardcore extremist view of the topic. They're getting their media from Alex Jones and like individuals and like sources, because that's what's being served to them by the algorithms that's putting them in these bubbles. And I'm sure that a lot of these people think that what they're seeing is the truth because that's all they see. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sad. It's sad that we live in a world where truth is subjective. It shouldn't be. It's not. I mean, I'm just going to say it's not. It's not. There is truth and there is falseness. There, there, this whole like, well, my truth is, no, there is no your truth and my truth. There's truth and not truth <laughs> like and we both might be wrong i'm gonna i'm gonna go out on i'm gonna make a bold statement right here and say that probably a majority 70 to 80 percent of the time the truth is somewhere in the middle yeah i can see that i mean i i can agree with that. most of the time yeah but like in this instance specifically with like sandy hook those people lost their kids they were killed Brutally, in cold blood, those children were murdered. Shut up. Just let these people get on with their lives and heal the best that they possibly can. But that's what disinformation does. Uh, you know, another epic, epic perpetrator of disinformation, Vladimir Putin. Absolutely. He's led disinformation to such a level that he's been able to start a literal war between Russia and Ukraine based on disinformation solely on disinformation. There are no facts to what he 
tells the people in Russia. Those people in Russia who get their media from the government, from government-supported news agencies, from is, any broadcast news agency in Russia right now, because anybody that dared present any information outside of the governmental narrative has been shut down. Absolutely. Those people are told that Russia is saving Ukraine because the Ukraine government led by Zelensky is akin to uh, Germany, Nazi Germ- Nazi Germany yeah. with uh, Hitler in charge. And Zelensky is Hitler and he's wiping out these uh northeastern racial different race people that live in the northeast of ukraine Zelensky is in there just murdering them for no reason which is completely untrue yeah but that's what everybody in russia believes believes because that's all they're being told they have been isolated they have been forced into this uh information bubble not by their own choice like the government has shut down all outside communication and any any organization that tries to provide a different narrative immediately gets shut down. The leaders of these organizations are threatened, poisoned, sometimes even killed or shot to stop them. And this yeah. is this is the I mean, this is like the apex of disinformation right here. Like this is the epitome of what disinformation can do. Like he has led an entire country to war. And there are a lot of people in Russia who don't have the, the technology or the resources to find outside information other than what they're being told by the official government narrative to find truth. And they believe it because that's what they're hearing. That's what, that's what, you know, every news source, every news channel, every newspaper, every website that they can view, that's what it tells them. It tells them that, you know, Zelensky's over here committing mass murder, genocide, yep. genocide against these people. <clears throat> and Russia is the only country trying to stop him. Yep. We NATO, are the savior. NATO is helping the Nazis. Russia is the sole good guy in the world trying to put a stop to this genocide. And that's what they believe. Yeah. And that's disinformation. Like I said, this is the apex. This is the pinnacle of disinformation. Like, yeah. this is how dangerous it is. This is exactly. This is the danger of it. You get people like these truthers that follow Alex Jones, threatening victims of mass shootings, families. You get people like Vladimir Putin starting a literal war with another country. All based on disinformation. And and the thing about all of this that terrifies me the most to my inner core is it makes things uncertain. It does. Because people don't know what to believe. If all your news information is one thing and all of my news information is another thing, <clears throat> who's right? How do you know what's real and what's not real and what's fake and what's been distorted and what's lies? Where is the bias? Where is the... How can you tell? And what scares me about that is when things are this uncertain, people look for certainty. And just as an example, 
Do you know who's always very sure about everything he says? Yeah. One Donald Trump. Yep. Yep. Oftentimes in times of uncertainty, when left to the masses, people will tend to fade. And this is historical. It's not just me. People, the masses will tend to favor totalitarianism. Yep. They, they, those they confident want, people that know what they're doing, they quote want, unquote, know what they're doing. Right. They want the guy that says, I don't care what evidence you show me. This, this is, is the my way it opinion. Is. This is the way it is. This is how it is. I don't care what you say, what you do, how you prove it. You're wrong. I'm right. Always. That's what people want when they're uncertain and scared. Yeah. And unfortunately, the world is right, is that way right now. The entire world is that way right now. It's not just us. It's not just this country. Globally, there is uncertainty. Look at the UK, Brexit, Canada, yep. uh, you know, Ukraine, Russia deal. You got China. Look at uh, France, Ch- China, and uh, Taiwan. Yep. Right. What's that's that's a big powder keg. I mean, ev- look anywhere, yeah. anywhere in the world right now. It's just everything seems like it's on the verge of chaos. And in these times, people look for certainty. And I forget the and quote. It's confidence. Man. It's that it's the confidence that they look for. Yeah, those people that are so confident in what they're doing, whether it's right, wrong, indifferent, whatever. As long as they seem confident, they portray that, they, they perpetuate that, that's, that's where they gravitate. It's credited here to Bertram Russell, which sounds right to me, but it could be wrong. The whole problem with the world is that fools and fanatics are always certain of themselves. That's true. And wiser people, so full of doubts. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) to me, that says it. When you're looking for certainty, what you're looking to, if you're looking for a person who is certain about everything, you're only going to find a fool or a fanatic. The the confident idiot. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's, it's, but it's, or a fanatic or like a zealot. Yeah. You're right. Like, I mean, it's, it's either a fool who just doesn't know enough to know they're wrong or a fanatic who doesn't care that they're wrong. Yeah. They're going to march forward anyway. And that's, you know, unfortunately, that's the way it is. And I I will fully admit the older I get, which they say wisdom comes with age, but the older I get, the more I realize what I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's and that's, I think, where it leads to the uncertainty, because you realize there's a lot of stuff you don't know. (laughs) Very true. And. It makes me hesitant sometimes to give an opinion because I don't know. Right. And it's hard to find the truth. The truth now. It depends on what it depends on what source you pull up as to what the truth is. It seems like is the global truth, warming a thing. The, the truth is, seems like it's a drop in the bucket. <clears throat> right. It's like, is global warming a thing? Well, if you look at scientists, they say yes. Yeah. But if you look at other people, they say no. And it's just a question of do you believe science? Or not science. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. 
But anyway, I think we've led it into the conclusion. I don't know how we can go higher than uh, potentially kicking off World War Three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's kind of the 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 like you like you said earlier the the pinnacle or the apex of of all of this. And this so is this is why I think it's dangerous. Like that specifically. I mean, yes, that is the most extreme possible example. But the th- no, no, you're right. It is the, mo- the 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 most extreme example. But it's also a relevant example because it's happening. Right. It's exactly. not because it's it's not a it's not a hypothetical. It's there. Well, you know, depends on where you look. That's the problem. I mean. But I'm just saying, like, even on smaller scales, okay, maybe we're not talking about global war. Right. But conflict, it's going to create conflict no matter what. You're right. Even on a small scale. (laughs) I mean, if if you're looking at something. I think pocket screws are great. (laughs) I dare you, sir. (laughs) I mean, you know, like, like, let's just say at home. Let's just say. You know, you're looking up something about uh, a family vacation that you want to go do. Yeah. And you want to go to Red River Gorge. And what you're looking up is photos of the gorge and how beautiful it is and picturesque. And these sunrises and sunsets and the land, the natural bridges and all this stuff. But, you know, maybe your wife is looking up to Red River Gorge and her search history is a little different than yours. And she's seeing stuff about all these people that die in the gorge and fall off the bridges and go missing and they're never found. And she's like, well, what are you crazy? This place murders people. They just disappear. Everybody that goes to the gorge dies. <laughs> and you're going, no, it's a beautiful, awesome place. Look at the. Yeah. That's these bubbles. That's these. That's these that's that algorithms, algorithms at work. Feeding you information. Yeah. And I mean, it just it can create even small scale conflict when you don't have the energy or the desire to break out and go beyond and look up this other stuff. And, uh, you know, I mean, to me, like, I, I try know, to find unpolitical you know, examples. Okay, so wait, wait, like, you, know. you know, something, too, though, we, we've talked about this before, too, is is um, th- just the, the human bias in our searches, and things right. like that. So even even when we are looking up, or if we do have that with it, you know, that that will to go outside of the bubble, finding the the means, I guess, to right. to make those searches and to do it in a way that is unbiased. Yeah, to do it in a way that your query doesn't color the results. Exactly. That's yeah. that's hard to do. It is. It's difficult. That is very hard to do. Yeah. But I mean, to me, like I said, I'm just trying to think of examples that aren't religious or political or whatever Yeah, to, to illustrate that not everything is life and death. Right. right. I mean, I'm just talking about a family trip, yeah. like a day trip. But it like that's what but that illustrates it perfectly to me is like, you know, my searches are because I love photography and I love landscapes and all that. So my searches are all about the beauty and the, the and the right. this. And maybe, and maybe mine, I look at the risk assessment things and yeah, how and maybe, th- and my, my search goes, okay, yeah, it, it, there's some pretty pictures here, but I mean, seven people died last year. from. Right. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So you, and you, you didn't that. get that. You didn't no. get that in your search. Yeah. I didn't get that. All I got was, 
pretty pictures of sunsets and sunrises and fog and yeah and uh you know you you got wow all these people per every year the average of deaths here is this and yeah these many people go missing and are never found and right and that's just what happens and and you don't know because and then i mean i would literally have to go break out of my little my little bubble and go pictures from yeah right you know or or i would have to break out of my bubble and go like you know risk assessment of yeah or like you know uh deaths in red river gorge exactly and but the thing is is would we know to do that no we don't but that's 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 kind of my point it's like it's the danger of these tools okay i promise this is the last episode of this run we're not going to talk about this stuff ad nauseum anymore i feel like i finally expressed all of my thoughts on this in a slightly more coherent way yeah, uh, I mean, th- th- this has made this has been an eye opening series for me. Um, well, hopefully, other people have enjoyed it. I know, uh, I know, I've gotten some feedback that we should just talk more about our daily lives. Um, but I feel like this was something that needed to be discussed. It uh, needed to be too. out there. Um, I mean, I, I'm nobody. In my opinion, in the end, doesn't really matter for much. Sorry. Bear with it for three or four episodes and then we'll do something silly. But <laughs> this was something that I did have passion about and I felt was important. And I felt like we really, I really wanted to discuss it. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. This has been, this has been, like I said, this has been, um, it's been eye opening. It's been being able to hear and share these ideas has been therapeutic. Yeah. Because I feel better. Yeah. I mean, like I say, it's out there now. It needed to be out there now. So, yeah. And, you know, it's it's a lot. These last three episodes, four episodes, whatever it's been, has been heavy. So just know out there that um, there's there's others that think this way as well. And... um, I don't know. It's just uh, try to break the cycle. Try to break out of that echo chamber occasionally. If you can. If you can. Yeah. yeah. Just it's, it's a pain. Just listen to someone else. Just listen to something else. I'm yeah. going to tr- try my best to listen to rap. I'm a, I like I'm a grateful dead guy. I'm, I, I can't I'm, do the modern mumble rap. Like if I'm going to listen to rap, I got to go back and do like, you know. Tupac. Do it. Yeah, Tupac Dre, Biggie. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can't do this whole mumble rap thing. Just no. Yeah. But anyway, Uh, hit us up. Let us know your thoughts, your opinions. Did we explain this well enough? Are we a couple of morons? (laughs) You can shout at us on facebook.com slash groups slash two minds podcast. That's our group page. You can join. It's open to the public. Drop us a comment. Let us know what you think. Um, you can also find all of our shows, uh, on our hosting site, uh, two minds.podbean.com or on Spotify or Amazon music or Apple iTunes podcasts, whatever they call Apple podcasts. Now I don't know. I have no Google idea. podcasts. You can find us on anywhere. Uh, look up two minds podcast, look up 
either Jeremy Ham or Jason Claywell. You should be able to find us. You can send us an email, um, yeah. two minds podcast at gmail.com. And I think we still have a Twitter account, right? We at two minds podcast is right. our Twitter account. So that's it. Um, yeah. Shoot us information. Give us give us some feedback or give us some topics, something that you might want to hear. Um, now that we have kind of gone gone through this big heavy one, let's let's talk about some things that are a little lighter and a little more. I don't know. I guess um, easier to listen to. <laughs> and yeah. Um, yeah, just if you if there's something you want to hear, you know, shoot us a, a message, shoot us a text, shoot us a tweet. Um, and and we will absolutely respond and and hopefully. I mean, it might be something we're like, hey, you know what? That's really cool. Let's do this one. I'll tell you what. I'll make you a guarantee. Anybody that communicates to us in one of these printed media forms, Facebook, email, Twitter, yeah, a written message to us in any way, you tell us what you want to hear these two idiots talk about, we will put it on the next episode that we do after Absolutely. we receive Send us message. a pigeon, dude. Send us a pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tie tie um, a message to a carrier pigeon's leg and send it over here. Whatever. If I, I promise you, if if we get something in print, we will at least discuss it on the next episode after we get that. Uh, and that offer will stand for until uh, the end of June. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't want to put it out there forever because we might get quite a backlog of topics. But this is true. But I mean, we'll. Uh, I mean, yeah, you're right. At, at least the thing is, is that will give us a list as well. well that's true. There's sometimes where we're like, what are we going to do the next episode about? Yeah, <laughs> so, true. Yeah. Anything right. you want to hear us talk about? Anything you want to let us know? Uh, if you have those tools and you want to go on your podcast application of choice and leave us a review, we'd appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know iTunes offers that. I don't know. Google Podcast probably does. I don't know. But if you want to give us a review, Awesome. I think Podbean does as well. You can write reviews and and make comments and things like that. Yeah. Good reviews, bad reviews, whatever. Let us know. Yep. All right, man. We'll catch y'all later. All right. Oh, Jesus. Do you feel like lighter? I do. Like, I I was, I really needed to get all that out. Like, (laughs) like I said, it's been something that I keep mentioning this little piece or that little piece over here, over there, but I never had like that one cohesive. Can we say just say that?